What's up, everyone? And finally, finally, we're back with a new podcast. We've uh, been with Jim. We've been busy training. We've been busy having shitty internet. We've been busy uh, chatting to companies because we need to get like uh, pay the rent and all the salary, and that fits perfectly to this subject of the week. Meaning, we're going to talk about sponsorships. Um, but first of all, I'm going to talk to uh, Lil Jody. How's it going, mate? My adrenaline is literally coursing through my veins, like was in the middle of a swim set a little while ago and it was like I was in a bloody UFC. I nearly turned into a UFC fight, mate. You wouldn't believe it. Honestly, what? crazy, crazy. What happened? Did you uh, did you piss people off again at the pool? Yeah, like um, so. We'll, like we got to the pool and it's like a health club, but that sometimes they have these occasional master swims. It's like in one of the lanes, there's a load of master swimmers doing it, like I know four of them. And then the next lane, there were some of them who aren't supposed to be doing it that were doing it. So you, that was blocked off. And then kids in the other one, so I had no choice. So anyway, got in at the normal one. Normally, like it doesn't really matter because I was only doing an easy swim anyway. I was just going with the flow. So I was like just swimming around. I go around to overtake this guy. He's like swimming slow. There's like three of them in a row. So there, although there was like four of, four of them in the pool, three of them were like right next to each other. So it didn't make any difference. So I go to overtake him and then he speeds up. He tries to leave me hanging in the middle of the lane. And I'm like, <laughs> flip neck. Like I need to go faster. I was, I'm going to end up having a head to head, aren't I? When they turn, you know, at the wall. So I go faster. <laughs> I cut in front of it. I get in front of him and he yanks my leg because it's literally just for the wall at this point. And then he kicks me and I'm like, I had to do a touch turn. So I'm like, at that point, I couldn't even do a tumble turn. And I looked at him and I thought, what a dick. Like, but I didn't do anything. So anyway, five minutes later, it literally happened again. And the annoying thing was they stop at the end of the wall for ages. They weren't doing anything. And then just as I get to the wall, they all push off about literally when I'm about 10 meters away. So they know that's going to happen. So I try and go past him again. He speeds up and I'm like, right, it's on now. So I'm like speeding up as well. Uh, he's like clattering my arms as we go past. And I'm like, this, is gonna, this ain't going to end well. Like, and you can just tell, can't you? you get a sense for it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like this ain't going to end well. And then I do the turn. He tries to kick me. He, mi- I, he, he missed, but he grabbed my leg. And I thought, right, I ain't having this. So I stopped <laughs> in the middle of the lane. I said, what the fuck are you doing? Um, and then he's like, well, what are you doing, you know? Um, he's like, do you do you swim? Do you swim? He was saying. That's what he was saying. And you like, said something like, well, I'm trying to. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking as well. Thinking I'm trying to if you don't get off my bloody legs, mate. So, <laughs> and then like we literally it went back and forth. A few few swear words like uh, were taking place. The bloody people in the main part of the pool were watching. Some of the lads in there who were like watching went, whoa, guys, it's only a swim. Put it this way. <laughs> I junkyard dogged it, woo, 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 woo. and that was Dude. that was the end of that, mate. That was the end of that. He you gave went. him the dirty dog. I didn't give him the dirty dog, but I should have, mate. But that was literally should have, because the dirty dog will probably have taught him a lesson. Like, all right, he's the dirty dog. I need to like just but step anyway, back a little for this one. A few swear words were, uh, were were kicked off, and then he was at one side of the pool. I was at the other side of the pool. The guy who I was swimming with, his sons that works as a lifeguard there, and he was on duty. So he was like, oh, you know, what's going on? And then the guy said, apparently the guy said to him, he shouldn't be overtaking me like that. If he touched my feet, I wouldn't have minded, but he wouldn't do that. I said, bloody hell, I was like making it easy for him. Touch my feet. I said, next day he wanted me to give him sweet nothings in his ear, wouldn't he, while I'm swimming? It's like, Jesus, what does he fancy me or something? He want me to touch his leg. Like, you know, he's got some kind of fetish, swim fetish, isn't he? Jesus, this literally happened about an hour ago, guys. Literally, I just got out of the pool and it happened. Honestly, it was like, I had to do a witness statement at the end afterwards. Really? You're yeah. still pumping, aren't you? I'm pumping, mate. I'm literally on it. Like, I'm ready to go for another run. <laughs> <All right. laughs> well, is this a high or is this a low then? 
Oh, it was a bit of both. Like it got my adrenaline going. It was uh, it was a bit of a low, but it was a bit of a high as well. It was like quite exciting to be honest. I said, I, I, I thought bloody hell, I thought we we're gonna end up having a fight or something here. Like Jesus, like old Joe loves it. Have you got a high as well then this week? Um, yeah, getting that Wahoo kicker bike. Got that. I'm looking forward to trying that out. I haven't managed to set it up yet because I'm so busy the last few days. But because the weather's so bad here, I've been doing a bit more indoor training than what I would um normally do so looking forward to giving that a go and seeing what it's actually like what about All you right. nice one um can i I'm just gonna... say i should have bloody junk yard dogged that guy when he stopped me you he would have been so intimidated wouldn't he? because he's swearing words and you're just swearing at another language like the barking language he just I... wouldn't get it it's just another level <laughs> yeah that, that's what i want to hear i want to hear you because your yours sounds like that i saw that picture on instagram with that pitbull and you you when you do that that reminds me of a bloody pitbull that does even my, my dogs <laughs> when they hear that they perk their ears up thinking bloody hell is there a dog in the house <laughs> um anyway uh i'll start off with a few lows um first low obviously still being the kids missing i could have you ever had something taken away from you in your life that you didn't want to take away like something yeah. someone took something from like you. when i'm watching tv and i've got some chocolate out the fridge and then like i'm trying to watch it and laura steals it from me right in front of my nose and i try and get it back and she gets all moody with me because she thinks i'm taking all this all the chocolate exactly and then she would eat everything and she leave nothing for you she eats so, it all mate um the government has taken the swim from me I've uh, I was off swimming for a long time and I had to go to Germany all the time and it's just I mean traveling all the way there for a swim you, you know I'm trying I've got no excuses next year that I haven't been putting to work in but anyway I've been swimming uh, in the Hague like twice this week because I could go twice and then the other day so I went all the way to Germany and that is a low because Every day I had to do a COVID test. Well, all right, fair enough. I, I'm, I'm going to do these COVID tests. Um, so on day one, you have to do one. Uh, and that one so is hold valid. on. How, how far do you have to drive then to get to Germany then if you're in The Hague? That's quite far well, from there, isn't it? Yeah, it's, a, it's about two hours and 15 minutes. But, but what, you're swimming like 6K to make it worth your while. Like, <laughs> you're going to go swim no, then, but then I would stay over at my parents for like two, three days. And then I would go back to The Hague. So I would do three swim sets. Uh, but anyway, it's still, it's like a long drive. So it's a bit of a hassle, isn't it, for just a swim? I have seen that you've been going down the slide, though. You've not just been swimming. You've it's been making high, the most I'll, out of the slide. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get to us that later <laughs> on. But anyway, so on Monday, I was doing a COVID test. That one has fell it for 24 hours. Next day, I would come there again. But then I would come in the morning. So, for example, if I did the test the day before at 11 a.m., I would be there before 11 a.m. So the test is still valid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then classic, we got stuck in traffic. I was two minutes late or one minute late at the desk. And she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. You need to do a new COVID test. So then I had to go back. Are you seriously? Just because it was one minute? Like it even matters? I'm not, I'm not shitting you. I'm not, oh, I'm not shitting you. I I've was so, so pissed. Mate, I'd I'm, be more angry than that guy pulling my leg. I know. I was <laughs> I was, I was, was raging. But anyway, oh. then I, was, um, I, I went back. I did the test. I came back. Went into the swimming pool and then the lady said, oh, I'm so sorry. I can't let you in. You're wearing the wrong mask because in Germany, what? you've got apparently you need to wear these SPF masks or something. Oh. And, I've, and I've been going to these pools with that mask I was wearing for like ages. And all of a sudden I couldn't come in. So she said, you have to go to a supermarket, buy a new mask. So I had to go to a supermarket, which was like basically another 10 to 15 minute drive, buy a mask, go back. I was so pissed. I didn't even want to go for a swim anymore. But then got into the pool, did actually did a really decent swim set and got into it. And uh, that was actually a high. You were, you were angry, weren't you? 
you had the, oh, you had the adrenaline coursing through your veins like I yeah, did. That's I what did. you need. So it shows that you need a bit of altercation, a bit of an animosity to really get the best out of your training, don't you? Exactly. Um, and then we went off the water slides, which is a massive high, like living it. They had some awesome water slides. Did you find it funny? Like, did you did you like the slides? Were you, were, did you want to try it? It looked all right. Yeah, I thought typical Tom. He's probably spent more time on the slides than he has in the water swimming. <laughs> uh, anyway, another low of the week. I bet well, you maybe... did 400 meters, felt tired and said to your mate, should we just go on the slide a few times? And then, yeah. Yeah. So and get, I bet, this, get yeah. a feel for the speed. Get a feel for the speed, yeah. See what the, see what the feel of the water feels like. And then it probably took you up to an hour and you were like, oh, that's an hour swim. We've been in here an hour. <laughs> yeah. It's all about, about the time in the pants. Um, well, anyway, uh, the other day I was sitting on my trainer and all of a sudden I was feeling like this ache in my throat and I was like, fuck, is this Uncle Omnicron finally coming to Tom's doors like a uh, little Corona? And the next day it got worse and I did a self-test. It said negative and I was like, oh, damn, I need to go test and maybe I've got it. You know, I was like, maybe it's got me finally um knocking on wood but i did all the tests in germany and then i did another test still all negative and i feel like i haven't been feeling a lot like a life like this in years so uh i'm all good no no uh, corona no corona coming to tom and you've avoided no. it so far as well haven't you yeah i've tried to have yeah. you have, have you got it mate I'll, I'll, yeah. i've avoided it you know how careful i am i like take special care everywhere i go you know and uh i've managed to ward it off <laughs> Same, same. Uh, another low of the week is the podcast getting postponed. Um, I think these were all my highs and lows. I, I don't even know. I had so many. I just I need to write this stuff down throughout the week because it. Just yeah, I think that stuff. because uh, yeah. as the week goes, I'm like, oh, that's a good high. That's a good low. But because I don't write it down, I forget it. And then after I've done the podcast, I'm like, oh, I should have mentioned that. I should have mentioned that. And then same. Like, yeah, it's just it's, it's all about the prep. It's all about our prep, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, we could shortly talk about there was one race last weekend. It was uh, 70.3 Pucon. Um, basically, uh, really uh, a small field with uh, what, what caught my eye was uh, Gomez, of course, on the start list. Um, but it was not really super, super uh, uh, big race, I think. Yeah, and I think looking at that as well. Looking like, at the times of the bike well, split? Just we... like, uh, not necessarily the times on the bike split, but of how the race pans out. I wonder how, I mean, I don't know how quick the guy is who got second. Like, I hadn't heard of him before. So, you know, he could be a really fast guy. He could not. But, like, looking at how the race no, what, panned out. What I, what I meant, to, I want to say something about, like, um, aero positioning or anything like that, not about if they were fast or not fast. But yeah, I mean, like, I wonder how dominant uh, Gomez is going to be uh, this year. Because, exactly. I mean, he's just gone onto a new bike. I try, I wanted to try and find some pictures to see what his position looks like on this bike to see, does it look aero? Does he look quick on the bike? How does it fit him? But I couldn't find any. Um, but looking at the, how the race went, he didn't manage to break away from the guys. So that kind of makes you think two things. Was he just sitting in, taking it for an easy ride? And then did he just run, get a gap and then just sit up? Or was he pushed on the bike uh, against these guys and then had to like rely on his run? because he couldn't get away on the bike, which is like pretty risky. I mean, he ran a 110, the other guy ran a 112. So it wasn't a massive amount in it, but then, I mean, how much was he pushed? But I just have a feeling that he's not bit as dominant as what he has been in the 70.3s. And with, uh, I mean, I'd like to see him race against some names that we actually know. So you can like mm -hmm. 
really compare it to. Well, but... it, it's hard because we're going off a tracker. That's shit about Iron Man. That's the tracking. problem, yeah. <laughs> that's no... the whole problem. But that's exactly what I wanted to say. Um, your uh, uh, Gomez is a top name that people uh, uh, expect to be. Uh, now that's, that's the that problem with this coverage. Distance. Um, you're you're expecting him to uh, to be uh, out there head and shoulders, and he was not on the bike, so that makes you think: is it what is his position? But still, this is all guesswork. This is all guesswork. What we're yeah, doing. and it's just annoying that there's no live coverage, so you can you can't even like go and watch the race and like uh, you know even like speed through the coverage a little bit and see how it panned out. I mean, like you say, we're literally having to rely on the tracker to try and see how the race went, and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, he didn't manage to pull away on the bike and had to rely on his run. I wonder. Was he just easing himself into the first race of the year and just doing it? I don't think he would have because I would have thought you would have wanted to give it a good test across all three and see where your fitness is, which yeah. makes me think that like maybe he's got a bit of a weakness on the bike. Could be because he's gone onto a new bike. Could be his position, not his aero. I don't know, but hopefully we'll find out if he does another one. Exactly, exactly. Well, one thing is, is for sure, um, he'd still beat me. I don't um, think so, mate. I don't think so. I've mate, said, I've said, I wouldn't even run close to yeah, but you, yeah, but you'd have a gap on the bike, mate. No. You'd probably swim on his feet. You'd right, just have to tickle uh, his feet. Let's get, I'll tickle his feet and I'll bark like a dog. That might scare him. <laughs> um, anyway, this week we're going to talk about uh, sponsorships. I don't think there's not enough transparency in the sports about sponsorships. How do you get sponsorships? How much do pro triathletes earn? Uh, so many questions. I've uh, put a, uh, a couple of questions up. On the, uh, people could send questions in on the Triumph Mockery Gram. I don't think we've ever had so many questions. I think well over 200. So um, we'll just, we're, 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 we're just going to try and talk this through as it, uh, it will probably won't cover anything, but we, uh, we're going to try and uh, make things pretty clear. Starting off with like um, a question that is so big, meaning – how much do pro triathletes make? Well, there's no really straight answer to that, is it, Joe? No. Did you see? Did you watch Ruth Assel's video? I still didn't have the time today. Oh, I was literally. He hasn't I mean, done his research, mate. He hasn't done his research. I, I didn't have the time. That's that's the kind of commitment that this guy pays to the co to the podcast. You know, you give him a bit of homework and you just don't do it, mate. I had to sort out all the questions. So <laughs> that's because you run the. That's because uh, you're running the account. You're Mr. Social Media. Um, but like Ruth Assel did a video about so like, you're mr recently. youtube i'm mr graham <laughs> yeah yeah she did a video looking at how much pro triathletes and like cody beals has done this before and mm -hmm. on hers like she's she won two races this year and uh she like weighed it up like how much she spent on like everything like she's way more organized than what most people are well certainly me anyway where she'd like put it i guess she must done spreadsheets so she put all her expenses flights hotels bike bits that she needed everything so when she's not sponsored all her income and everything. And I think she had it down as like making like 10 grand or 12 grand, something like that. She's still mm -hmm. like working a little bit on the side, despite winning two Ironman races. Um, but yeah. it does vary massively. Like some, I know I've heard of some athletes who um, aren't even getting like really like good results and they're getting like a load of money from sponsors um, like who aren't in the sport. So like, you know, it, it depends. It does vary. I mean, like for someone, that's it it really depends indeed. So either um, you're winning a lot of races and you could win, uh, you could earn a lot of money from that. But you can't or, really rely on prize money, can you? Exactly. It's 
you'd have a bad year and you're uh, pretty much you'd be fucked, screwed. Aren't you? Yeah, but and I mean, unless you get really good results now and you're getting but the money from the PTO. I think the bottom line, how much do pro triathletes make is the majority of the pro athletes uh, struggle to uh, uh, pay rent and uh, um, c- couldn't do it full time or either working a part time job or or. Um, but the difference between uh, the highest paid athlete and like the average paid is massive in triathlon. But you need to get like sponsors where you can get bonuses off, really. Like that's the main thing, how you can accumulate the money. Because if you're just relying on prize money, a lot of the races will tax you 30% as soon as you get it. And there's mm-hmm. nothing you can do. So like automatically you look at the prize money, but you're only getting 70% of that because 30% of it's gone straight away. Like Ironman, yeah. you know, like hold it and like that's gone. You can obviously use it against your taxes in your country where you're from, but you still don't get it. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, and then, so you need sponsors really where you can get bonuses for like podiums and stuff like that. Cause that's how you can like accumulate more mm-hmm. money. So that's a big part of it. Exactly. So there's no straight answer to the questions to the question, how much do pro triathletes make if it's, as it's really, really specific. I would to that say though, person, the, but the pro triathletes that are literally breaking into like the race and where they're getting some results in the top, you know, like just scraping into the prize money positions. I would say genuinely they're making a loss. They're literally like, I know when I started, mm-hmm. like I was like living at home, my mum and dad, um, and like barely making it through. But I don't, I think that's the hard bit because when you start off like that, you're not getting the results where you can get sponsors because you have to get the results before you can get the decent sponsors. So you need a big support network, you know, like family, fr- you know, friends and stuff like that that can help you. I got a local sponsor who paid for my expenses. That was really good because then that took care of my expenses and any prize money I got was like an income on top of that but like at the start it's really really hard to get your foot, mm-hmm. foot in the door especially now it's so competitive and on top of that there is uh, but we'll talk about that later on there is no transparency in the market so if you're new as a pro triathlete you have the hard thing is how do you value yourself what are you worth uh, how much could you ask a company for a deal? Like, what is a decent deal and what's not? Are you underselling yourself or are you not? Even there are even top athletes that are winning races and that are massively underselling themselves um, towards uh, to companies, and and that makes it really hard because then you get this. Uh, um, if even great athletes are underselling themselves, it's even harder to mid-pack athletes. Um, that want yeah. to value themselves and it's just hard or great athletes taking free deals that makes yeah, it that's the worst as well. thing i know when i first started trying to get like paid sponsorships i just worked out like roughly how much money i'd need to like be able to do it properly and then tried to think well if i got five sponsors and got a little bit off a few off a few obviously it's a lot better than getting load off one like i was trying to get like 20 grand something like that because then mm-hmm. that I could carry on doing it. But I mean, it was very unlikely I was going to get 20 grand off one sponsor, you know, when I've got no mm-hmm. results um, or not many anyway. I think I'd had a few at that point. Um, so I thought I'll try and get four grand off four or five sponsors and then mm-hmm. I'll put their name on my kit. But if they don't give me any money, like oh, that much, like any money like that, then they're not going on my kit. That was how I started. And then obviously got four or five sponsors, four grand was the minimum. That was the minimum. Some of them I got more. But if they didn't, then uh, they wouldn't go on the kit. And then obviously with some bonuses for performances, then it started to add up. But I think that was like, that was when I was starting because that was like enough that I could like then, you know, train. And obviously you got to pay the bills, didn't you? You know, like it's all right exactly. getting a freebie, but it's not going to pay the mortgage. The hard thing is, so for example, if you're a, a um, an athlete 
and you're uh, starting to win your first race and you don't have, or you're starting to get decent results and you don't have any paying sponsors. And all of a sudden you get approached by a company and that says, Hey, listen up, we want to sponsor you and we're paying 2000 pounds or whatever euros, dollars. Um, that maybe then sounds like a lot and you're, you're getting really uh, um, like, uh, like all of a sudden it's coming, isn't it? Like, but well, I think you've st- got to stick to your guns as well. Exactly, but that's the hard thing because you don't know what you're worth. And especially if you're not experienced, there's no transparency in the sport. It makes it so hard to... um, I think you've just got to take a gamble and be like, if I don't get this amount of money, then I can't do it. And then you've got to think, what's a reasonable amount of sponsors you can get on your kit? Well, five is really, that's pushing it, isn't it? You know, five sponsors on Mm -hmm. your kit. So then you work out how much you'd need from each one to start off with to do it, to be able to do the sport full-time because... If you're not doing it full time, you're not going to be able to train enough and then you're not going to get the results to take yourself to the next level. So you need to think how much you need to be able to do it. And that was what I did. And you've just got to back yourself. Some companies will try and knock you down. They'll say they haven't got the budget for this. You know, we can't afford to give you anything. You've got to stick to stay to your guns, stay true to yourself. And you've literally just got well, um, no compromise, really. Well, or not uh, much. We'll build into this because this was very uh, like how it works uh, for pros. But now let's get let's get a little bit more generic because I think the majority of the questions were, how do I even get a sponsorship? Are companies uh, do they come to your doorstep? Do you have to reach out? Like, how do I need to start off to get a sponsorship? Well, but- I think, um, especially at the start, there's no one, literally no one, knocking at your door, especially with money. Um, but there's no one knocking at your door. So nine, nine out of 10 times, you need to go out and propose to the companies. Yeah, 100%. Like no one is going to knock on your door at the start. If you're thinking that even when you get good results, to be honest, I'd say it's very few and far between that they actually knock on your door, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, don't wait for that. If you're waiting for sponsors to contact you, you're going to be, you're going to be, you're probably going to be retired before you even get one. Um, yeah. So yeah, you need to, you need to, uh, I think a good way, sometimes just to like DM them, you know, or something like that on social media, mm-hmm. you know, try and find Be- the market. Before, before um, you get in, into that indeed, I think, um, so first what you need to do is like really research the company, know what the company is like, know what kind of products they have. Uh, have you got any experience with the product? Have you already been using it for a year? Are you just writing them? Hey, listen up, I want to get sponsored. Because you need to have a story. Why is it this product or why this company? Why this brand? What's the story behind it? And um, the most important thing is it's actually handy if you know someone with it. Like if you ever have spoken to someone from the company, uh, like a representative or sales rep, um, an important question, what you can ask them before you even send an email is to ask them where their opportunities are in the future, what their plans are. So I've had chats, for example, with uh, companies, and um, then I've always asked them this question because then you know what they want in the future. And if you know what they want, then you can think about what you can offer to uh, make them reach that goal. So you can show them literally that you've been like looking into it, like what they want and how you can help them with that. Yeah. And that's the best way. If you know someone that works for the company, you know, that is the best way to get in the door. hundred percent. Like, you know, because uh, they'll put a good word in for you or they'll tell you mm-hmm. who, who to act. The, they'll have the email of who you need to contact or even give you an introduction. If they give you an introduction, then, you know, that's win-win. That is, you're probably going to be sponsored. Uh, like, uh, absolutely. Well, uh, not straight off the door. Even, well, not straight imagine off, Imagine yeah. if you're like an age grouper and you want to get sponsored, yeah. like everyone wants to get sponsored. Well, you'd at least get um, offered a rubbish deal, wouldn't you? You'd so, at least get offered something. 
Well, you never know. It's uh, um, so it's like research the company, bring value to the brand, and I think the another thing what is really important is what is your story? Why should they sponsor you? Because imagine this: every company is getting a ton of sponsor requests. Why should they sponsor you? Because what what makes you special? What is your story? Everyone's got a story, and that is the main thing. I get asked that so many times. Like, Hawk, I love that. What's your story? What's your story? It is. I mean, because... you've got a good story because you were like a fat mozzarella, weren't you? So you've got like, and now you're fit as a fiddle. You're like a steak. Yeah, but it, it shouldn't be. It could be anything. It could literally be anything that's got to do. But you need to see if you can link it to a, to a brand, for example, or to their uh, key pointers or or well, whatever. I mean, everyone's a, got a story. Uh, my story but, was I was a dustbin man for a day and now I'm a triathlete. <laughs> <laughs> I was a junkyard dog and I'm still... Um, and last but not least is, um, think about why you want to write specifically to that company and not the others. I think it's really important to specify, uh, and not have a generic email or message to a company like, Hey, hello, I want to get sponsored. And, um, it will strengthen your story if you've got, and if you're contacting a company, for instance, let's just say specialized, don't leave the words felt in there or something like that. That isn't going to go down. (laughs) That isn't going to go down very well. (laughs) So if you're reading an email to specialized, don't don't use the word I've felt the bike because that could even like irritate them. Um, anyway, um, another key thing, if you find if you've got if you manage to get a sponsor, it's really important to um, like, how do you maintain a sponsor? Um, maintaining relationships, I think, is probably uh, one of the most important things in sports. It's a really small world, and um, everybody uh, uh, knows everyone, especially within uh, uh, marketing and sales, isn't it? Well, I would tell you how to keep a sponsor, but I got ditched by Quintana Roo, so I might learn something here. I'm waiting to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I would tell you how to keep one, but I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, all right, all right. What? What, what, what do, do I need any, to do? What did I need to do? What did I do wrong? <laughs> what, do, you, do you normally do any? Well, it's I mean, it's it's different for uh, if you've gotten like a massive deal and, and they need to cut money. Like in the end, you, uh, it, you can't always. But relationship management is it does. If they're going to cut people, it might help you not being the first one. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, anyway, uh, what? relationship management yeah i think keeping in touch with the sponsors is a really important thing so uh keeping them part of the journey sending them for example what races you're doing what you're planning uh being proactive in for example uh, ideas product development uh, and on top of all that most important thing um we're all thanking sponsors on social media like underground big thanks big and all that but I'm always sending like uh, uh, cards and wine and gifts and like the the shirts for my races to uh, to sponsors. They uh, they love that like a, like a gesture. And in the end, they're making an investment in you, aren't they? That's and a good idea. Like sending them like is. shirts and wine and stuff. Bloody hell, mate! Yeah, it is, isn't Get it? I out. mean, they uh, they're they're showing interest in you. So uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they want to keep you as an athlete. But I think you as an athlete. You want to stick with them as well, right? You you believe in the brand and uh, you want to thank them at the end of the year. That's what a company does to their coworkers, like they thank them for uh, the, for all the hard work they've given, like these Christmas packages. What well, we always do in the Netherlands. And your top sponsor gets the dirty tri suit, don't they? They get the, the, more, sham- the one the that's, that's worn, like <laughs> yeah, the one that he's worn in his last race. That's like yeah, not been washed, so it's even uh, uh, even more authentic. <laughs> uh, yeah, for example, for example. 
Um, another thing that is uh, quite handy how it how it goes with um, or that plays into your hands with how to maintain a sponsor is uh, how if you could be proactive with connecting people to each other. And now I'm getting more specific. For example, um, Castelli. Castelli uh, is one of their uh, uh, thing, big things. is like custom clothing. And whenever I get like, or whenever I speak, for example, to like a normal company that is into, for example, tax accounting, and they want to do like a ride or something, and I get into a chat with them, and I'll tell them, oh, that's awesome that you're going to do a ride with your coworkers. Do you, are you already uh, sitting or riding in any custom clothing? And I tried to link them up with, for example, Castelli. And then Castelli is getting like jobs off of that. And they're helped by that. And that company thinks, oh, I'm getting helped by that as well. You know, you're helping people out. And that is just, uh, a proactive uh, way of thinking, isn't it? And it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a big company. It could be your local local running shop. You're bringing people in, like friends or or family, or or advising people to go there, or a physiotherapist, or it could be anything, couldn't it? Yeah, but yeah. it's, uh, <clears throat> I think, being proactive as uh, as a proactive uh, representative of a of a brand is uh, is really important. Yeah, no, definitely. So um, what's the next one as well? Do you sign in your contract that you'll do an Insta post? So is that what someone sent in? Yeah, that's also a really good question. Would you sign in your con- in your contract that you need to do Instagram posts? Um, that is I a really that in, dodgy I have, one. Yeah, but I have that in loads of mine, but they're not really strict, you know, because obviously it's got to be genuine, isn't it? You know, I, like, I've signed it, but I'm not like, thinking like oh i've got to do x amount of posts you know what i mean i just do it like you need to be in. you need to be very careful with that as um if it says like if, five posts a month there's, exactly. no, there's no way i'm going to do that do you know what i mean exactly be total because ridiculous wouldn't it five a month maybe wouldn't sound like a lot but if it's for example let's say uh, uh that neck thing that bullshit bust that we the neck the neck the neck slinger um <laughs> and you need to do five a month you're posting damn 60 posts a year about that neck neck banger for free product would you do that hell no way no. hell no way no like because no. it look because people aren't going to follow you if they just think so, it's one big advert are they? exactly ask yourself is taking the amount of pictures they're asking a month is that a big deal or am I already doing that? So is it not really a big deal for me? Because if you need to be thinking every month, oh, fuck, I still need to do that Instagram post. It's not going to be natural. And people are going to laugh at you like I did at Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got to be, uh, it's got to be, uh, you just, it's got to be like natural really, hasn't it? And when you do it and you ideally, you just want to be getting sponsors of stuff that you actually like really, mm-hmm. or you think is going to make you faster. Because at the end of the day, you don't want to be taking lesser products that you don't think are that that are going to make you faster. Because then your results will get worse, and in the long term, you'll be screwing yourself over because you won't get as good of results, and you'll be losing opportunities. Because exactly, uh, but that is a really hard one. So, for example, you're an athlete. Would you rather spend ten thousand euros on an awesome A bike, uh, A brand bike, or would you get sponsored by a C brand slow bike, but then not needing to invest the money? That's a really, really tough one because I did actually get sponsored by a rubbish bike before and that was where I really noticed it because I wasn't too aware. You know, this is going back like six, seven years. You know, it's not many people doing aero testing and uh, I I got this bike and my results went absolutely backwards. You know, and people, my, mm-hmm. Laura and my dad are like, oh, you know, what's happened to your bike? And I'm like, well, my power's decent. My power had gone up. 
my, but I'd gone slower compared to everyone else. And then after that, I ended up buying a bike for the following year because I was so slow on that bike. That I was mm-hmm. like, there's no way I can do that again. But it is tricky because at, at, because if you haven't got the if you haven't got the money and then you can't train properly, then like you know, I mean, if you can get the money from other sponsors, then hundred percent you want to get a decent bike and buy it yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you can't get the money from like other sponsors, then but then that's going to stop you from getting money from other sponsors in the future because you're using this rubbish bike. So it's kind of like a catch twenty two, really. Exactly, it's a and very tough one. Very tough one. Uh, another one uh, that's a tough one. So you could get sponsored by a brand and get free products, or you end up buying them yourselves. Uh, in the past, I've always rather bought a product product than. Um, getting something for free and promoting it. And there's two reasons for that. I just want to say, what? before you go into the reasons, I'm definitely 100% the same. There's a few things at the moment that I'm buying and they would give it to me for free, but there's exactly. no way I'm going to take it for free. For um, One thing is, and there there are there are a lot of athletes out there that rather take stuff for free and pretend they're, they're sponsored so they can say that they're sponsored. But the thing is, um, at that moment, if you're telling people that you're sponsored by a product, you're actually closing the door for other for other sponsors because they think, all right, he's already got, got a deal, he's taken, and they're maybe not me so keen to uh, to approach you. And on top of that, if you maybe get the year after or in that year another deal of a company that wants to sponsor your money, then you need to switch again. And that's going against your, uh, like, how do you call it? Like people wouldn't really believe you anymore because you're switching products so many times. And that's a question what so many of the followers asked as well. And also, how, how can de- you tell? Well, also oh. it massively devalues the uh, the market because once some people start taking it for free, then now that spot that company isn't going to pay someone else to do it. And then other companies are going to be get paying no people like or just offering them freebies instead because mm-hmm. everyone's taking freebies. So like, there's no reason why they're going to pay someone money when they know that they could get five people who just want a freebie. So like, you exactly. that's where you've got to stick to your stick to your guns. You know, like just because and something's free, it it's going to massively impact you in the future actually getting money because you, exactly, it, and it's going to play with your credibility if you're uh, needed if you're switching constantly switching sponsors. And um, going back to uh, uh, taking stuff for free, if, if you imagine uh, a brand needs to pay a shitload of money to advertise in a magazine and how often, I don't believe really, I, I, I think I believe it, it works a little bit like uh, uh, marketing and magazines, but that is really expensive. I think for the price, what they pay in a magazine, they could pay a pro triathlete and they get sponsored, they get like exposure for a full year. It's the same price really. Um, but many of the marketing departments still have older people working at it and they're not really, uh, in touch yet with social media. Well, they're getting into it, but it's, it's already better than a couple of years ago, but I think four years ago, three years ago was, they were not really that much into it. And what do I want to say with this is, um, that if you're doing it for free, advertising stuff for free, it makes these companies think, why would I pay a Joe Skipper, uh, money if I could get like. 10 other pros that are doing it for free or even pay anyone even pay anyone like they're not exactly. going to pay, pay anyone but also um yeah uh the minimum you really want to be getting if you're an up-and-comer is bonuses i think on it you know because then you can actually make some money if you get a decent result that's like the bare minimum i think you know mm-hmm. if you did take something for free the bare minimum would be you want some performance bonuses so if you get on the podium mm-hmm. you know that's got to be uh what you've got to look for but um 
yeah, like totally, like like you said, like they're not gonna, it just devalues it, and people aren't gonna do it. But another way how you can try and get them, I think, or try and get some sponsors or be more attractive to sponsors is increasing your social media profile. Like companies are like massively into that now because you mentioned magazines, but obviously magazines aren't that popular now. You know, they're going mm-hmm. out, and yeah. everyone's looking on social media. So that's a way for them to get their products out. And if you're a professional athlete, it gives a bit of credibility to the com- to the company if you're actually using it, you know. So Even, this, this well, is a question. Let's let's throw the question in because this is one of the questions that have been asked by a lot of people as well. Is Instagram and social media leading versus performance? Well, I think I think it probably is, to be honest. Like, I mean, I don't know. If you're like literally up there in like some of the biggest Ironman races and you're getting, you know, top on the podium consistently mm-hmm. throughout the year then you might get some but then i don't know if you were, had the equivalent of like one of the top uh instagrammers if you know what i mean who's a professional athlete as well um then you'd probably have better sponsors with average results than someone who had really good results and uh no social media at all i think you need a, you ideally want to do a bit of both you want the social media and you need the results and then you're on to a winner yeah, the annoying thing is nowadays, uh, as an athlete, you uh, you need to be busy with uh, uh, social media. Like you can't you can't undercome like you have to do it, isn't it? Like you yeah, can't, you it's can't so not important. do it. And uh, well, maybe people like Jan Ferdino are not doing it. Like they've got people doing it for them. But um, like every and you can see athletes, for example, like Andrew Starkowitz. He was tweeting about it the other day, wasn't he? Yeah, he was saying that companies aren't bothered about having the fastest athlete. They would rather have someone who a tri- pro triathlete that spends more time on social media than actually concentrates one hundred percent on their. On and their I can results. I can understand that uh, that Andrew. I mean, he's uh, he's older, isn't he? That he's been in the sport for years and years, and he's seen it like. It's the dogs, mate. They're not happy. The junkyard dogs are kicking the dogs, off. <laughs> the dogs, dogs are kicking off again. <laughs> yeah. But I can I can really understand that Andrew has seen the sport changing and now all of a sudden he needs to be busy with social media and companies dropping him because uh, or would maybe drop him because he wouldn't have the followers. That would completely be weird, wouldn't it? But but the thing it, is with Andrew, he's quite outspoken. He's got a I know, good personality. I know. So if he did yeah. actually get his personality across more often on social media, He'd probably mm-hmm. have a, a massive following because, like, he doesn't care about saying stuff. You know, he's not trying. He doesn't. He says what he thinks, and it was quite funny. You know, so I think if he actually yeah. did post stuff on social media and just say it as it is, it would probably be- benefit him because people would follow him and find it entertaining. I know, I know, but yeah, I, 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 I don't know Starkey. I, I don't know uh, who he is, but maybe but if he's if he's like the type of guy, the guy like my dad. My dad's not going on the gram and doing stories like like. No, but you don't really need to see stories, even if you just did like a few posts or, or posts or, or whatever. Um, yeah, but as but, a pro, if you just post a few times a week on there, you know, at mm-hmm. least you're doing something, you know. But, but seeing. I, Seeing this question from the company's eyes, but in, in the end, the companies are paying the money. For them, this is strictly a business transaction, so they can they see it. It's not charity, is it? They're using you and uh, as a form uh, in order to get more sales. They're, they're sponsoring you, and they want to see that translated into more sales. They're not doing it because they have to do it, are they? Well, yeah, that's exactly at the end of the day. Say it's a bike company their sole aim is to sell more bikes and maximize their profits. So they obviously want some guys that are riding really fast because then it gives it like credibility and people are like, wow, like they're smashing it on that bike. That bike must be good. Mm-hmm. Then they, exactly. But they need to get that message out there. So they need people to post it up on social media, you know, uh, and, and advertise it because that's the way they're going to sell more bikes and, really. 
I know within companies, there's always a fight between in between uh, uh, like uh, the accountancy, uh, sales and the marketing guys, because marketing is like, we need more money. We need more marketing and all the other one always want to cut costs and want to cut costs. But in the end, yeah, marketing um, sponsorships for them is a way for exposure that has to be uh, translated into sales. And if that's not working for them, they're obviously going to stop the agreement. Yeah, no, definitely. All right. Another question, uh, Joe, would you promote a brand you're not sponsored by in order to get it? No, I think that's a bad idea if you do that, because like if I was if I was working for that company and some guy was promoting it and I wasn't sponsoring him, I'd think, well, we're on to win it here. Like, why am I going to sponsor them if they're already posting it up already? You know, then mm-hmm. there's, there's no there's no point, is there? There's no there's no benefit in them doing it. You're doing it for free. So like, why on earth would they like? Well, they're sponsoring you. That's what I mm-hmm. think anyway, personally. Exactly. Um, I mean, me if in? you're actually, the pictures of you using it or something, something gets posted up and you you can see that you're using it. I don't think that's a bad thing. But I think actively promoting them, tagging them, you know, and mentioning mm-hmm. them, that is not going to help you get sponsored. By I personally don't think, because I think the company's going to think, that's great, this guy's giving us feedback, but mm-hmm. there's no point in us sponsoring them because they're doing it for free. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, all right, this is a funny question. Is there a sponsor you would never sign with? Could be anything, literally anything. Um, Something you think is maybe too controversial or uh, wouldn't support your... Well, that neck brace thing, what we had on the bullshit buster and super sapiens. There's no way I could do that now. If if, if there was, a, for example, McDonald's, would we be one of the sponsored uh, by McDonald's? Yeah, I wouldn't be bothered by being sponsored. I wouldn't be. Yeah, that would, that would I, <laughs> some, of the followers, some of the followers ask as well, would you, we, would you want it to be sponsored by a porn site? A for porn example, site? From, from Chris or, or whatever. Would you be wanted to sponsor, get sponsored by a porn site? <laughs> could you imagine if you had to post up videos and stuff? <laughs> no, no, you wouldn't have to post up. We want you to post up one story with a link to our videos a month. <laughs> like, swipe Whoa. up to see the full story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chris uh, did another Iron Man. Swipe up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And his Iron Man's not the race. It's like a one mammoth session. You can uh, get what I would see. I don't know. That no, no, would you be, would, uh, just there would be on, on the front of your test, for example. Uh, you know, um, there's a bike club in England. Pornhub or anything like there, that. There's, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's got Pornhub on it. Like, uh, there's really? Pornhub. Yeah, porn peddlers, mate. They've like porn stars and they're sponsored by porn sites. Um, I wouldn't be. Uh, I, I would. I would put it on my kit. And then he would say, love to be sponsored by a porn site. He would even be saying to him, "I can come to the offices if you want." But but it's funny. It's funny, isn't it? To have a sponsor that's a bit weird. I've had a Bitcoin sponsor once. Yeah, I know, that was and, how I remember you because you had Bitcoin all over your kit, and I was like, "That's interesting." Yeah. But I could imagine you though if you were sponsored by that porn company, being like, "Do you need me to come down to the office? Do you want to talk about a plan? You know, a strategy or something like that?" <laughs> You'd be down. There. They'd be like, "It's all right. We'll we'll plan something. We can meet at a cafe." No, no, don't worry. I'll come to you. <laughs> I got still working. I still working. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Then put it in the kit. This is what totally fuck looks like. More of this. Go to www. <laughs> <laughs> um. What is the weirdest and most outrageous thing, Joe, that you've ever been asked to promote for money? Oh, I've had some weird ones, but I, off the top of my head, like I would, um, 
I can't think off the top of my head. I'll have to come back to that. Um, you you go first, and I'll try and think because I have had some weird stuff. I had some weird stuff recently, but I just it's <laughs> it's literally just gone from me. But I did have some weird stuff. I I had one underwear company, and they wanted to post up like one post a month of me wearing underwear. I was like, I can't sell this to my yeah, followers. You should have done that. I, I would have loved to have seen that. I thought it'd be hilarious. Oh, like all of a sudden you'd be. Hey guys, this morning I woke up and I was like, oh yeah, these comfortable shorties and I want you guys to buy it as well. I used short pants, Osterdag for 10% off. No one of them was, it, is it? one of them I had was a, a mattress company that wanted me to post up mattress like four times a month or something like that. <laughs> four but, times? Yeah. Can you crazy. imagine being posting up like 50 times a year about sleeping? Yeah, I know, that but they want put people I know. to sleep. But they wanted like uh, the logo in the post as well. I was like, well, I can't do that four times a month. Like, Jesus, like, could you imagine like me <laughs> sat, sat on the mattress, you know, or laying next to the mattress four times a month? I mean, come on, like, you know, <laughs> crazy. That was one. Yeah, there, there are so many weird things. I've even had companies uh, DMing me to uh, promote girl stuff. Like uh, I've had sports bras. I've even had like girl jewelry uh, uh, last week. Uh, but I think that's just. I even had women. I even had a condom uh, company once. Really? Yeah. How would you promote that if you if they uh, wanted to sponsor you? I, I mean, don't know. I don't there, know. There's there is a line, is it? If that condom company said to me, "Hey, Tommy, listen up, we've got twenty grand for you." They said they wanted it. They said they what? That's what they said. One post a month for it. And I was really? like, "What the I, hell? I, can I, what the hell am I supposed to? <laughs> what am I supposed to post up? It's not X-rated, is it?" <laughs> <laughs> Get your little weenie in this little arrow tube to get more arrow. Yeah, no, I, I was going to take. I was going to take up. I was going to take on the sponsorship, but they didn't have any of my size. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but it, there, I think there's a line in between. But the, the the bottom line would be, if you can't sell it, don't do it because it's not worth it. You're gonna make a fool out of yourself. Yeah, yeah, it would be embarrassing. If anyone wants be... the condom sponsorship, let me know and I'll send you the link. Really? Is that, yeah. is that actually true? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll put them in touch and they can take it on. I just didn't have the balls for it. All right. This is also a good one. Would you accept a sponsorship from a proper bullshit buster masterpiece of equipment if it meant some extra cash and hidden banter between the pros? <laughs> that would be funny, wouldn't it, for banter? <laughs> if it was like, if, it, if you knew you were going to do it for banter and you were like, this is ridiculous, but I'm just going to do it for shits and giggles because you'd post up and you'd be like laughing to yourself. But it would have to be that bad that everyone knew you were doing it for a total piss take. You know, something like that yeah, neck or, thing. Like... Or um, there is a company with a total bullshit bus product that's going to approach 10 pro triathletes and all these pro triathletes are, oh my God, well, I don't even know what this product is, but yeah, I'm getting 10,000 euros, so why not? And in between the pros, they're like laughing at each other because they know they're tricking the age groupers to get it. It would just be funny just doing it for a laugh, like getting something proper bullshit buster. But like, it would have to be that bad that people didn't know it. Because if it was just bad and people thought you were doing it, it'd be a bit embarrassing. But it would have mm -hmm. to be like so bad that it's past the point of being embarrassing, wouldn't it? You know, where like people are like, what the hell is he on about? You know, like. But... <laughs> All right. I think to finish off um, um, this one, we'll finish off with a hard question. Joe, what would be the solution that stops up-and-coming un uh, athletes underselling themselves because there's no transparency in the sport 
Uh, do you think it's time for more transparency when it comes down to like sponsorships? I mean, if you look at football, for example, everyone knows how many, how much people are getting like salary wise, what the deals are in triathlon. There's like no transparency at all. Um, do you think it would help if triathletes as a whole, or should they uh, figure it out on their cell, like on their own? Well, I think like maybe not. You don't necessarily want like full transparency because obviously people might have different prices and be able to offer different amounts and stuff. But what I would say would be work out how much you think you need to cover your costs, you know, your rent, your bills, everything, and to do this, you know, the sport for the year. And then try and think of if you've got five or six sponsors. And obviously, if it's a bigger one, then they're going to pay a bit more and work out how much that money is. And then kind of try and get an idea of how much you'd want from each of them to start off with so you can do it full time. Because basically, you want to support yourself so you can train full time and not have to work another job. And then you're mm -hmm. going to get better results and then you'll be able to get better sponsorships. But you want to be as close to like being able to do it without having to do another job. That's what you want. And then obviously, if it's a slightly big company, you're going to do more. But you've got to have a baseline price to get on your kit. And then if they're a bit bigger, you can get a bit more, you know, and uh, try and get enough money to cover your costs, your expenses. That's your living costs and everything. That's what I think you need to kind of work out. Mm hmm. And nowadays, just you need to be creative, really. So I wanted to uh, finish uh, it off with uh, this. Probably, you need to offer companies something that makes you uh, a special. So outside from hey, I'm doing posts on the gram because everyone's doing posts on the gram. What what are you doing as well? So nowadays, you've got of course people doing YouTube stuff. Um, maybe you've got these people doing a podcast. <laughs> <You've> got... <laughs> Um, it could it could literally be anything. The podcast but... that keeps getting us cancelled and losing us sponsors. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that really unsuccessful I've, one. <laughs> I've actually I've lost a sponsor because of the podcast. Yeah, um, he got cancelled, man. I nearly got yeah, cancelled after the second after the second episode or third one. I didn't yeah. even know. Like it was because of people that didn't even listen to the podcast. It was uh, outrageous, really. But anyway, let's get into that. Um, but. The last tip I want to give people is there the biggest money for triathletes lies outside of the sport, meaning companies not within the sport. A company like Specialized is most likely not going to pay you 30 to 50 grand unless like you're a top, top, top pro athlete. So that money for a company uh, that would be, for example, into accountancy or whatever, just like an, a, a company outside of sports with a lot of co-workers would be able to sponsor you that money and it wouldn't be a, a lot of money for them. But how would you get a company like that to get you uh, to get sponsored by? And I've, uh, I'm getting the majority of the money uh, from uh, the companies outside of sport. And the thing is, we as triathletes, we've got so many things to offer. We can run, we can swim and we can bike and we can do a bit of strength as a set, uh, stretches as well. We've got a lot of knowledge about sleep. We've got a lot of knowledge about nutrition. And nowadays, um, health is really important. And all these companies have like budgets for uh, for well-being of the co-workers. And you could literally offer them anything. So as to start off with, if there is a uh, marathon or a sport event close by where you're at, check that website and see what kind of companies or businesses are doing stuff like that, are competing in that sports event. Because then you know they're already interested in doing sports with the company send them an email, go past that company, ring them up and tell them that you want to guide them, do a, for example, write schedules, 
go over, do like clinics, cycling, running. It shouldn't be a lot, but you could offer a something because you're in the end. You're like either a pro athlete or a top age group or whatever. But you can definitely um, uh, share your knowledge with these people. And for them, it's really, really helpful. And uh, um, it's nice as well because they've got a pro athlete or a top athlete like supporting their journey. And uh, um, that's better than because mo most of the time they're getting just help from a local runner that isn't really even like a runner, but it's more like a PT kind of guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like these companies really have uh, um, have big budgets. And if you really get in with that company, that in the end, the year after, they might want to do it again. And on top of that, to see grinding as a pro athlete, and they might want to sponsor you and go on your kit as well. And um, you can easily ask ten thousand, maybe twenty or more for a company like that because if you're supporting twenty to thirty, forty of their coworkers doing like. Uh, a training schedule for three to four months and you're doing like six, seven clinics as well and a bit of training advice. Of course, Joe, you're not going to do it because you're already making a great living. But some of the mid-pack pro athletes could think about it because no, you're still training. You could do an easy session with them and you're getting like awesome money in. Yeah, it's a great tip because if you get one of them or two of them, you know, a lot of people are coaching and stuff and they can just do that instead. And also, it, if instead of putting the time into like necessarily posting stuff on social media or whatever, they can do that, or they could just post a picture of them going out with them, you know, whatever. But yeah, that is a really good tip. And definitely, if you can get sponsors outside the sport, then you're laughing, really. Mm -hmm. um, 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 should we go on to the next bit anyway? I think that's pretty much covered that. But like, um, what uh, we haven't got a bullshit buster, have we, for this week? Um, I had a really uh, not, there wasn't really a bullshit buster. We're also but really uh, at like fifty minutes. So the uh, Instagram post of the week that we saw was like I saw it earlier. I just heard it on the radio actually, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, and it was Kanye West was on a date with his with his new girl, and in the middle of the they're at a fancy restaurant in Hollywood. Can you imagine? You're taking a girl on a date. You're at a fancy restaurant, and then halfway through the meal, he gets his beard shaved. Who the hell does that? <laughs> Who gets their beard shaved? Like, and Tom had a theory about this because I said it's Tom, and Tom was like, "I know why he's doing that." So, Tom, why, why was he, why was he, why was he having a shave halfway so, through the day? So, um, he was out with the lady, wasn't he? And he was probably telling a boring story while he was eating very slow, and she was grinding, wasn't it? She was eating a steak, she was flying, and she doesn't have that beard. She's like mega arrow, and then all of a sudden he saw her arrow gains, so he had to like shave that thing off halfway through the meal to get more aero and get aero, that stake in. Aerodynamics. It's all about aerodynamics. He was, he was too slow to get the chips and chicken. So he was like, I need to do something about this. It'll be a good investment of my time. If I quickly get this beard shaved off and then I'll be able to get back into it and I'll be able to get the food quicker. And he weighed up his, he weighed it up and he's like, this beard is losing me X amount of seconds. I'm going to quickly ditch this beard and get in the food before this last finishes it. Cause you know, she's, how much how much do you think a beard will lose you and what like a really big beard it's got to lose you like at least three or four watts isn't it don't you reckon if it's massive <laughs> no clue. you know like techno a big beard like techno has got to lose you three or four watts i reckon you can see you can see techno's grinding like he's losing watts but it you does have it. it does have benefits because if you if you eat in a gel you can like you'll lose some of the gel in your beard so it'll stay there for later and then you can just like lick it, lick it out halfway through I, the white. I still i still wonder though how did he start it and get the beard shaved do you think he lost the bet or something i did ask him this the other day how did he get the beard no, I mean, I mean Kanye West. Oh, I mean, Kanye. you were in the middle middle of the restaurant. Why would you shave it off? Oh, crazy, isn't it? He's just weird. He's just a really, really strange guy. 
I know, I know. Um, hopefully, I mean, covering sponsorships is uh, is a big, big, big uh, uh, subject, and hopefully, we've given you guys a bit of an insight how we how we do it or how athletes uh, do it, and uh, giving you some tips how to get sponsored by uh, by every anything really. My um, sister's my sister's got it out for you because she reckons that you're not posting the Instagram stories on the uh, on the Instagram page. She keeps sending me messages. Tom hasn't posted up the Instagram story for this week on there. Yeah, but no, she's I on was... it all the time, and she's like, "He needs to update it." And with the podcasts on like Apple, she sends Mate, it to me. Really? She's like, "They're not even in order of when you did them." Like, uh, <laughs> I know, I know. But the thing is, uh, this is actually a good thing. So we can't complain about this. Be- um, so yesterday we've posted up. So first of all, we had a shitload of people sending us DMs. Where's the podcast? Where's the podcast? Then we said we're postponing it. Then I set up the question. We're doing one about uh, sponsorships. And we had like between 150 and 200 DMs with questions and going through all that. I'm not, we can't get back to everybody, but we're like reading every message, but we're not responding to everything. Uh, also, and- what about the prizes? Should we do them next week? We're going to give away the prizes next yeah, week yeah, yeah, for yeah, the challenges. Yeah. So that will be next week. So if you've done one of the competitions and you're thinking with Mugjia because we haven't done it, don't you worry. We will be distributing them next week and we'll find a way somehow during the week that we can like pick them out i know i know let's let's quickly uh, uh do, do you know what i might do for the little competition what i might put on there i'll say it now i'm going to write the names for one of the competitions on a bit of paper and i'm going to put some treats on there and um i'm going to let my dog pick one of the treats and whatever one of the treats he has we'll have one of the names for the person that's done it and uh oh, all right that will be one way how i'll get them to do it so the the dogs are going to come out um yeah sounds like a good the dogs are coming out oh and we're getting merch we get merch baby um well we're busy with it it's still going to take a while but um we're going to get cycling tops and tri suits running tops socks and um and a chris xx hat a chris xxx <laughs> hat and we're getting glucose monitor stickers <laughs> with, you with can put one on your car you can put one on your car Really, that would be funny, wouldn't it? <laughs> this right. car doesn't run on, on black glucose. <laughs> All right. Should we, uh, we'll call it a All day right. there then. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, everyone. And uh, I'll see you later, Joe. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.